Hello everyone, Gem and me here. I hope everyone is doing amazing today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Happy Friday. Um, I've had a very successful week, I would say. Um, lots of change, um, mindset change, you know, waiting for the year with high hopes and different thoughts and um, it has been very good. I'm looking forward to 2023. Um, the topic of today will be uh, transformation through passion and faith, right? So I feel like I would say um, motto, right? Like a way of living or things that I've always like lived by is that like I always want to grow. You know, pro- progression, transformation um, is always like a definite for me because I always have lived to to fulfill that. And I always find joy in growth, right, and transformation. And so, um, you know, a lot of my transformation recently has been through finding passions of mine, right, things that I want to accomplish, um, and things that of that nature um but also faith right so um i have an amazing guest that will be talking to us um manny grujong and he was going to give a little bit about his story and how that shapes up his transformation thank you for listening Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for being here today. Ajam and me here. Today, we have a friend, a colleague, a leader, an inspiration, a mentor. Um, and it's truly an honor to have you here today. His name is Emmanuel Grunyon. He is um, unstoppable, really. Um, he is someone to look up to. And um, I'm so happy he's here today. Thank you for being here. Wow, I am so humbled by your introduction. <laughs> that was really good. Yeah, that was really good. um, Um, Thank you so much for being here. Can you tell us a little bit about who you are? um, What are you doing? You can share as much as you like. All right. Yeah. Um, So I am a strong, independent man. No, um, I uh, (laughs) I, no, I'm I'm really just, uh, you know, um, first generation here in the United States. Parents came from DR. Um, You know, uh, my sisters and I have two older and younger, I'm the middle child. Um, we all went to school, graduated. Um, and, you know, when it comes to career, um, I was never the type to work a nine to five. Um, I did work in Wall Street for a couple of years doing sales. Uh, you know, I quickly became, you know, pretty good at it. I was normally like top five, top, top, uh, top 10%. Um, and, you know, but then, uh, you know, I found myself always you know, like always fighting with my VP, you know, <laughs> and, uh, for like, and we loved each other uh, for like three years. Um, and, and so we, we used to work a lot together. Um, and, but then it got to the point where, you know, I just realized that I'm just not fit to, uh, to be an employee and, and just working on a five and do I not, nothing against that. You know, I think that's, I know a lot of people that, that make a lot of money and a lot of people that, you know, make maybe, you know, say $60,000 a year, but the people that make $60,000 a year, if they know how to keep the money and create wealth with that and budget and, and, you know, they're good with their finances, you know, I've seen them flip that into, you know, having multiple, multiple family houses. 
right? Um, in my church, you find that all over the place. Um, and, uh, and then on the other side of the spectrum, I find a lot of people that make a lot of money don't know how to keep it, right? And that was me for some time. Um, I ended up leaving. Um, I ended up uh, focusing on doing sales for myself. I started selling financial education online uh, when it comes to cryptocurrencies and Forex. And so I was doing that for a number of years, um, you know, you know, got to, you know, decent six figures, um, but I was blowing it. I was blowing it. And, uh, and then, you know, a couple of years after that, uh, got into, you know, direct sales, some other, you know, government related products. Um, you know, I sell phones and tablets now, uh, free home Wi-Fi and different services for, um, you know, low income families to help them out. And, uh, and, and it's crazy, you know, over the last year, six months to a year, uh, things have changed drastically, like now I'm more focused on, you know, just like building a solid foundation for myself and for my future and my family and, and, um, and just, you know, breaking generational curses and, um, and just, you know, like really being serious about, um, you know, you know, my identity, what defines me, um, you know, what, what people are going to say about me when I, you know, pass on hopefully not anytime soon. Um, and, um, you know, and just really create something, you know, uh, in this world that we live in. So that that's me in a nutshell, even though it wasn't a nutshell. <laughs> that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing. No, it's great that you kind of gave us a run through of where you was and where you are now. So it's pretty inspiring. Thank you for sharing. Um, so I usually um, ask, you know, every speaker to give us a little, I guess, summary, if you will, of what your upbringing was like. Um, I feel like our upbringing contributes so much to who the per like, person we are now and um, how, you know, obviously our parents were and how they were towards us. Um, so if you can share a little bit of your upbringings. Man, I used to get whooped all the time, you know, by my mom. Uh, my dad, not so much. Uh, he was always the calm one. Uh, but, you know, like us Dominicans, you know, especially the last couple generations, um, you know, they, they were a little tougher on us. Nowadays, you know, kids tell the teacher and now it's a problem, you know, so it's like you can't really touch them anymore. Um, but, um, but yeah, so, I mean, I, I was a troublemaker, you know, I, I was getting um, castigado all the time um and uh you know but I was always very ambitious I, I always wanted to be number one I was always you know if there was a race I always wanted to finish first you know um and I was very much into sports I grew up you know I remember my dad putting me into t-ball um that that's not even like like little leagues you know for baseball it, it's like t-balls with the you know like you know the the stick and then you put the ball on top of the stick and then you have to swing and try and hit it right no okay <laughs> but um but yeah so I played t-ball for, for a year or two uh little league um you know in high school I got into you know what I was actually so bad that when I graduated my parents put me into Catholic school for middle school when I graduated they sent me off to live with my aunt in, in the Poconos Pennsylvania right I stayed there for a year and uh, and then out there, that's when I was introduced to um, to wrestling, right? So I was wrestling for some time in school, um, and uh, that that's actually when I was introduced to to alcohol, 
to, to weed, you know, all that stuff, wait. right? A combination of good and bad. Yeah, yeah. So, um, wait, where were you before you left Pennsylvania? I was in the Bronx. I'm from the Bronx. Okay. I'm from the Bronx. Um, Pelham Bay Park, Pelham Parkway, uh, East Chester Road, Jacoby Hospital, right there. Um, and um, yeah, and uh, so I was in Pennsylvania for some time, you know, for a year, actually. I came back, um, graduated in a high school in the Bronx, uh, joined the military. You know, so I was in the Marine Corps for some time. Uh, I guess we can talk about thank that a little later. Service. Yeah, that yeah, was actually one of my, support. I guess, follow up questions. But <laughs> you got, um, yeah, go ahead, continue. I got ahead of myself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she's like, yeah, you do. Um, yeah, so um, uh, military, yeah, I joined uh, literally four days after I graduated. I was in the, what we call the yellow footprints. Right. So, you know, obviously in my senior year of high school, I was already doing the paperwork. Um, but um, four days after my graduation, I was already in the yellow footprints in Paris Island, South Carolina. And it's crazy how, you know, it all happened, you know, because, um, yeah, it was just like a flash. And, you know, to be honest, I had a lot of fun in, in boot camp. I had a lot of fun in the military. Uh, it was a good time more than anything for me. It was challenging. I grew a lot. Um, and, uh, you know, so I came in, I went in as a, as an infantry rifleman 0311, um, you know, I didn't really deploy to, you know, Iraq, Afghanistan. Um, we just went to Africa, all places, but it was cool. You know, it was an experience because I got to meet a lot of, you know, native people out there that, um, they're just good people, you know, like very smart, educated. They know a lot about Americans. Um, they know a lot about a lot of different things that Americans don't know about. You know, they know five languages. You know, I'm like, wow, okay. And uh, what was cool too is that there were Africans that spoke Spanish, you know, so I was like, wow, okay. Uh, and uh, I remember like befriending a couple Africans in Mozambique uh, to be specific. Um, they didn't know Spanish, uh, so they would speak to me in Portuguese, right? One of the five languages that they knew right that was closest to spanish and i would respond in spanish yeah. right and so we, we kind of got away with that you know and uh so that was really cool um and um yeah and then a, a couple years later um i tried out to become a scout sniper uh in the marine corps um and uh you know i, I got into the scout sniper platoon my last four years in the marine corps from 2011 to 2015 um i was a scout sniper pig not a hog. There's two different things. A pig is an acronym for professionally instructed gunner. And a hog is a hunter of gunners, right? Mm -hmm. So a hog is once you go to the official scout sniper school for the Marine Corps and you pass that, that school. It's a three-month uh, school, very tough. I was training for that for a couple of years. Um, I, I was really good with, you know, a lot of the things, um, but because of budgeting, uh, I was actually not um, you know, sent out there, you know, uh, and then 2015, you know, I was asked, um, you know, do you want to, you know, my contract ended, do you want to stay or go? Uh, they offered me $5,000 to stay. And, um, you know, I just decided, you know what, you know, as much as I love the Marine Corps, you know, let me, let me start a new chapter of my life, you know, a new, you know, a new lifestyle. And, um, you know, that same year, you know, I graduated from school, um, 
you know, my BA in psychology, minor in statistics, um, and I did nothing related to that. Um, I actually got into sales, and this was in 2015, 16. Um, and uh, yes, I hope that answers your question in a nutshell, again. In a nutshell, yes. You know, thank you for all the information. It's very helpful and inspiration. And again, thank you for your service. You know, I feel like um, my next question was, what, uh, like, what's a lesson that you learned during your service um, with, the, with the Marines? Um, so I wanted to kind of pick your brain and see what you would tell us of like, from your experience there, what did you learn? You know, overall, I would have to say mental toughness um just getting the job done no matter what like even if it costs you a finger you know um just like just getting it done you know uh, like if you have a mission at hand um you know there, there there's no excuse um and and I grew up like that you know um a lot of times even even today when I'm you know um wanting to accomplish something um and I and that thought inside my head says oh but it's one in the morning you got to go to sleep and wake up at five in the morning you know, um, to most people that would seem logical, but to me, that's an excuse, right? Especially if it's something that needs to be done um, as soon as possible. Um, and if it's important, you know, obviously there's priorities, but um, um, yeah, so I learned a lot of mental toughness. Um, I've applied that into school, into, you know, finance, into different areas of my life. Um, it's just grown in general, which I think attributed to, you know, some of the the, the little success uh, that I have right now with, you know, um, my, my direct sales business and, you know, um, my health and, you know, different things that I'm doing today. Thank you for sharing that. And would you share with us three core values and beliefs you live by? Three core values and belief. My first one is obviously Jesus first, you know, like that's my rock. That's, it's my everything and my savior, you know, like that's who I rely on. And, everything is, is based on, uh, Jesus with Jesus in the middle of everything. And, um, and so that's pretty much all I need. There's no second or third principle, but you know, obviously there's more, um, and, uh, you know, so that's that, um, really keeping your word, um, you know, and, uh, you know, I'm a true believer that, you know, a real man is somebody that keeps his word. Um, and, uh, you know, and it's transparent, you know, even if it hurts, you know, um, and uh, just, just you know, if, if you don't really mean it, don't say it. Um, and um, and if you do mean it, say it, you know, uh, wise people. It was a quote, you know, something along the lines of, uh, you know, a wise person say, stays quiet um, and only speaks when they have something to say, right? Um, foolish people, um, they speak just to say something, yeah. right? So it's the reverse, you know? Um, and so I just wanted to add that in there, but my point is, is that um, if you don't really mean it, if you're not going to stand by it, don't say it, right? And if you do, now you got to stand by it, right? And if anything changes, just be transparent, you know, just, just like, just let it out on the table. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and it's tough. It's not easy, even for me sometimes, even though I'm saying this, I am perfect, right? I sin all the time, you know, but, and it's a challenge. Um, and there's, there's a lot of growth in that, a lot of honor in that, a lot of nobility in that. Um, and, and one of the things that I'm working on um, right now in my life is to grow as a person internally so that I can um, uphold those standards to that degree, 
you know, and, and, and never fail. You know, obviously I'm not going to be perfect, but, you know, but to pretty much operate at a higher level than what society standards are, you know, because um, there's so many lies out there. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Thank you so much. I feel like it's so inspirational. And like you said, I feel like we have to do the inner work to be able to, you know, perform in those standards that we have for others. We should also apply extra, extra, I would say extra to us as we're not perfect, you know, just trying. I feel like trying and making sure that we get there or make progress. Not perfect. Progress. Exactly. Um, yep. Okay, so what has been a pivotal moment in your life that transformed you to the person you are today? We have a lot to grow, right? But I feel like you've in this level of your life where you have changed and you feel like you're in a good place and you're living by your purpose, right? What has been a pivotal moment that kind of got you there? Um, so it was actually not too long ago. Um, I mean, I've had different transitions throughout my life that's gotten me to, you know, uh, you know, a different level of life and then, you know, another level of life. But over the last, um, this year, actually in January, when I moved to Jersey, that was a bit of a transition, you know, a pivotal moment, you know, in my life psychologically um, and, and internally, uh, because, you know, I, I'm from New York. I had moved down to Miami uh, as soon as the pandemic happened loved it, you know, planned on staying there, building, you know, there, uh, which I did for a couple of years. Uh, and then earlier this year, I ended up moving back here because of, you know, business fallout, you know, partnership, you know, fallout. Um, and, um, and, you know, everyone contributes to, you know, everything. So I'm not, you know, like, I definitely contributed to it. They contribute, you know, so it's like a whole melting pot of just, you know, opinions and feelings and ego and pride and all that stuff. So, you know, I decided to, you know, kind of step back and and you know and in stepping back I moved up uh to Jersey again um or to the northeast you know this time in Jersey and uh and then that whole transition to be honest um it wasn't easy to adjust to um because I didn't want to be up here at first uh but God works in mysterious ways man like when I moved up here you know, I tell people, uh, Jersey is where I found Jesus, you know, Whoa. Jesus, Jersey, Jersey, Jesus. Um, yeah, I'm always joking around about that because <laughs> um, I grew up in church. You know, my parents put me in church since I was a little kid. Um, just a couple of years ago before the pandemic, I was going to Hillsong uh, for years, you know, five years. Uh, while I was in Miami, I was going to Voo Church uh, with Pastor Richard Wilkinson. Now I'm up here at Church Alive in Lyndhurst um, with past Pastor Anthony Fleming. And um, the whole community and the structure and the foundation that they have at that church really made an impact in my life, right? So much so that, you know, I pretty much like dropped a lot of friends. I dropped a lot of things in my life. I dropped a lot of bad habits in my life um, and pretty much dedicated um, my life, you know, dedicated everything, my thoughts, the, you know, the things I think about, the things I say, the, the people I talk to, um, the places I go to. You know, I've surrendered it and pretty much, um, you know, I've I've allowed myself to let go and be led um, by the spirit of God, you know, um, and, uh, you know, I'm in Bible college. I'm learning a lot. Um, I'm able to, like, you know, talk about, you know, the things I'm learning to other people and allow them to, you know, uh, get something out of it. And um, and it's just uh, an amazing journey that I'm in. Uh, still the beginning stages. Um 
and uh, you know, you know, just learning and growing. But yeah, that that's been. I'm still in that transition, right? Yeah. I'm still in that transition. Uh, I think that transition um, never ends. You know, you're always transitioning. You're always growing. Um, you're never like there. You never mm-hmm. finished across. Uh, uh, finished crossing the line or the finish line. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you have different, I guess, rebirths or like phases that kind of start from scratch or very um, drastic change, right? That kind of pivots your your life. So that's, I feel like that's where we're formed and kind of strengths. Our strengths and our really passions come from there because we kind of have to, you know, kind of be, I would say, humble and really like assess who we are and what we want and the importance of what just happened, right? Um, so yeah, it's a great story because you found Jesus. And I feel like um, I'm in my faith um, journey as well, thanks to you as one of my, um, I would say, faith mentors. Um, I've been able to you know, grow in my faith and I'm still in, like you said, in the journey early on still, um, but like being there and kind of changing your mindset of like, before, I mean, in our culture, so um, easy to live in survival mode or like fear or these, um, like you mentioned before, generational curses and traumas that we have. Um, and our generations are the ones that kind of breaking that, right, for the next generations. So we can be better daughters and, and sons and, and parents and sisters and brothers. So I, I feel blessed and, and honored that you're here today and sharing that with us because I feel like it's so important that we're making sure that the next generation is better than it was before. Um, so thank you for sharing that. Yeah, yeah, no, thanks for sharing that, yeah. And so through your walk, I know you mentioned, you know, Jesus, I kind of, I'm sure that it could probably segue into like, what is your purpose in life? right now like what would you say is your purpose um my my purpose my calling um i would say uh right now is to really i mean we all have a similar purpose like on on a grand scheme scheme of things right um and that's to really minister to people and build god's kingdom but you know here um my purpose here on earth is is really to be an example and a leader uh for people um that i that I um, work with through my business, you know, um, through my business, um, through my everyday walk, um, and, uh, you know, just continuing to be a shining light, you know, an example, a representative um, for people to see that there's better out there, there's more out there, you know, that they can do and, and grow into, and, and for me to mentor and lead and help and assist and support um, as many people as possible in that, um, you know, that there's four quadrants that um, my, my group, um, you know, at church, uh, my church as a whole really, you know, talks about a lot is, um, is financial, um, relational, physical, and physical, and um, spiritual, right? So those four quadrants, financial, relational, physical, and spiritual are different quadrants in everyone's life that we should all work on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, and I want to help support people grow in all those four quadrants. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Um, the first word that came up to mind is having a balance, which is very hard to have, <laughs> right? Having a balance between those four. And um, thank you. 
Um, so as a leader, I know you mentioned that you are a leader in, in what you do right now, your career at church. Um, what are your strengths, I would say, as a leader? Good question. Uh, so I think my strength is, um, is uh, you know, work ethic, communication, um, just, you know, um, you know, leading from the front, as an example, you know, for other people. I don't tell people to do something I haven't done yet. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, let's see. Um, yeah, just having that mental toughness, um, you know, to really, you know, uh, get the job done um and uh, and show people how it's done you know um you know i've been told you know that the way you know i explain things when i'm you know trying to you know get people to understand a certain process to something when it comes to you know work um or anything really um you know I, i'm able to articulate and elaborate enough in detail you know to make somebody understand um uh, what i'm trying to get them to duplicate right um so I don't know, you tell me, you know, because I, you know, we went out, you know, I, I trained you a little bit. So, um, but yeah, I, I think that, you know, I'm, I'm pretty decent at, you know, training others as well um, in whatever task and explaining, you know, how it works. And um, yeah. I feel like a strength of yours is to empower, right? So you're not just a leader that is like trying to tell people like, okay, this is what you should do. You know, this is how you should do it. Um, but you empower them to like to believe that they could do it, right? They could do it and, and learn from you. So I feel like that's a great um, skill or quality to have because you want people to to have that fire, right? That fire that they believe they could do it. And if they believe they could yeah. do it, they're going to do it. If they can't, then they're going to be like, oh, I can't do this. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that's great. Thank you for sharing that. You're a great leader. So that was just a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> if you can you, go and um, go back to the essence of your younger self, what would you tell him? Uh, to my younger self, um, be more patient, right? Be more patient. I would say that um, to, you know, be more patient, be more calm, um, be more, you know, chilled out. You know, I was very hyper, you know, I was running around, <laughs> you know, I was a troublemaker. <laughs> Um, I always wanted everything now, you know, um, I, I was opinionated. I was, you know, always fighting mode, you know, um, and uh, yeah, that, that was me. That was me. Um, so I, I would go back, tell myself, hey, man, just just be more patient. Life is going to be great. Life is good right now. You know, um, you're going to get what you want. Just just get it in a different way. You know, you don't have to fight. You know, you don't have to get upset. You don't have to run around. You don't have to be a troublemaker um just just chill out you're good <laughs> everything's gonna be fine yeah. yeah um that's a, a tricky one because I, if we can change i mean i feel like everything happens for a reason right um part of our mistakes or shortcomings or lessons from the past you know create who we are now so i guess you know it all worked out well as it was before Thank but you. we don't have that that I guess mentality or that everything's gonna be fine. And that comes with the faith, right? The faith that everything's gonna be fine. And I feel like that also gives you the momentum and the peace that you need to be like, okay, like, you know, I'm gonna try to, for example, apply to this or 
you know, take a shot at that. But if it doesn't work out, it's okay. If it does, then it's okay too. So like being okay with that. So, yeah, I mean, what about you? Like, tell me, tell me about you. I want to hear about you. And what, uh, you no, know, I was going to ask you. Do you have any questions for me? Oh yeah. All right. So let me. Uh, finally, I was waiting for. Well, I'm done with my questions. So thank you for. for okay. Asking. Yeah, yeah. Of course. No, I mean, let let's let's go back to that. You know, right there, what you were just talking about. Uh, if you could go back in time and, and change anything, or or, you know, um, do anything different, tell yourself something different. Uh, what would that be? Um, I will tell my younger self to love herself more, to be more present. Um, hmm. Okay, I'm going to get emotional. <laughs> it's an emotional thing for me because if I could just, you know, go back and like, like you said, you know, everything's going to be fine. And um, mm -hmm. because I've always had that drive to like be better and like fight and get more and, get the grades and apply here and have the job or whatever it is so like having that drive yeah like it comes also from struggle or scarcity or survival mode if you will right so that I think that you should be at the top the standards which is a blessing and a curse um but sometimes you get into thing that you're never enough or that you have to do a certain thing to be validated or recognize or successful right whatever that means um so i feel like that was kind of how i identify myself was through my successes or my accomplishments and i don't think that's that should be it um so i would tell her that she's valuable just as she is you know that to love herself and that she's strong and powerful that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, what 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 makes you really really happy? In general, like what what is something that makes you really happy? Um, making an impact in people, like seeing the impact I'm making, and being with dogs and animals. Um, that always makes my day. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I would say those yeah. are two and spending time, like quality time with myself. What does that look like? It could be just like journaling or like going outside in nature, just with a book or just sitting there in nature and relaxing or meditating, just like being in quality time with myself, like kind of filling my cup, if you will. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so so filling your cup uh can you define that a little bit more yeah so filling my cup will be like affirmations journaling planning you know for the future like kind of affirming affirmations kind of but like affirming that everything's gonna be okay and that has recently turned into reading the scripture or, um, you know, talking to friends about scripture, you know? So I feel like that has recently been a way of me filling my cup. Um, and before it wasn't the case because 
my family is not religious. We just went to church maybe in Easter and or a Santa and things like that, right? So when you don't live or um, are raised in that, you know, faith, then you don't know, you know, you don't know how to kind of approach it. You don't recognize it. You don't look for it because you don't know what it is, right? Um, so as an adult now, being able to walk and know and learn, I feel like I've been able to apply it more and it gives me more peace and, and fulfill my, in, within myself. Um, I always say that, you know, happiness, right? Peace, love, all those things that we seek out in the world and we're like, oh, like this is gonna bring me happiness or this is gonna bring me peace or whatever it is. Um, those things are found within us, like within us, right? And um, it's funny because, you know, gem in me, right? So gem in me means you have the power within you, you have love within you, the peace, everything you need is within you. Um, and so, yeah, it's just being sitting with yourself and kind of embracing where you are and where you could be. Can you sit with yourself for a long period of time and do nothing? I'm talking about like no cell phone, no book, no nice scenery. Just you, yourself, and you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I tried that a few years ago. <laughs> I went up to a, <laughs> I went up to a, to a, to um to a, like a Buddhist meditation retreat, um up in Catskill Mountain, not too far from you. That's fun. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so for one week, seven days, there was no phone. They didn't even have service, so you couldn't use your phone. Um, and, uh, you know, just a robe, a brown robe. Um, you know, I had shaved my head, you know, all that stuff. And, um, and I was just uh, in a monastery, a Buddhist monastery. Uh, some guy from Japan had built it in the 70s. Uh, and so we were there um, just meditating pretty much all day. Right, just sitting there with our thoughts and ourselves right there across legs um, and just meditating, you know. Um, we would do a little bit of a, like, stretching and, like, we had to, like, clean a lot. We cleaned a lot. Like, I've never cleaned that much before. Um, um, and, uh, you know, and to be honest with you, the first few days of just sitting there, just meditating for, like, a whole day for three days, I mean, seven days straight, technically, but for the first three days, I caught the illest anxiety. It was crazy. I didn't know I couldn't, I couldn't just sit there by myself with myself and not do anything for, for like a whole week. I mean, that's right. And on day three, that's a bit extreme, right? Just doing it back to back three days. Um, seven. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the first three days. So then after yeah, that, but what the happened? first three days, yeah. I, um, you know, to be honest, <laughs> um, uh, yeah it was crazy um you know a lot of different types of thoughts came up you know like the first day I had it the first day I was like yo I got this like my mental toughness was like oh no I'm good I'm gonna blow through this. I'm gonna I'm gonna be number one at this you know and uh and man you know the next day I went through the first day it was tough the second day boom third day boom, even worse uh and then on the fourth day I think it was you know I spoke to one of my you know mentors uh, briefly because you weren't supposed to talk the whole week um 
and he told me to um to stop resisting the mm -hmm. thoughts right and to just in a way you know like welcome it you know coddle it tell it talk to it it's okay mm -hmm. you know um and so that's what i started to do um and i was like and i was laughing he was like you should laugh at your thoughts you know mm -hmm. um and so i started to laugh at my thoughts within me um and and really started to have a conversation with myself right and man did that like work like night and day within a second within a minute i felt a difference right away um and uh, it was so it was so drastic that the rest of my time there was just was just awesome you know i loved it i wanted more um i should go well you know i'm not buddhist but you know like lately i've actually been oh yes lately i was actually talking about it with jp at my church um and he sent me the link to the website but what i'm going to be doing pretty soon is i'm going to rent out a cabin somewhere in upstate right drive up there i'm going to turn off my phone keep my phone in my car or something and just go in there and just meditate for an entire weekend right with just me myself and god right that's it right yeah. and uh because i haven't done it since then and uh and, and i'm really curious to see how you know my body reacts to that yeah so so that's why i asked yeah actually it's i mean seven days is pretty extreme but i'm glad you did it um and it, it turned out well at the end right <laughs> um it is hard you know because of that because you're like okay like I'm anxious after do this. You start thinking about things you want to do or things that you don't like or whatever, right? Um, the the mind wanders and, and does a hundred things. Um, but then it's like, okay, like I could really use this time to kind of reflect and think about life and whatever, right? It kind of starts there. Man, mm -hmm. any yeah, other questions? That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to know um um what makes you afraid? Hmm. I would say being stagnant or like stuck. Yeah. I feel like that's my greatest fear to like stay. I mean, obviously you don't stay stagnant. We either progress or get worse, Regress. whatever that means. Um, but yeah, I, I would say like being stagnant or not being able to be an opportunity seeker, uh, go getter as I am. And being able to create that's one of my biggest passions so yeah awesome awesome um what was another question okay so um so i want to know what does um a strong woman look like to you a strong woman to me is a woman that knows her worth and projects confidence love to herself, puts herself first, knows what she, what she wants. Um, someone who's strong to say no and, and to project. If, she, if a no is given, she still works her way through to get what she wants. Um, hmm. So, all right, I wanna stop you right there real quick. So when you said just now, when a no is given, 
you push mm-hmm. through, you know, and find different ways to get what you want. Yeah. Can you define that a little bit to me? Like, what are some ways to get around a no? So a uh, no, I don't know. I'm think right now. I'm thinking about like a project or an event you want to create, and you reached out to a couple of people, and they're saying, "Oh, like that's not, um, you know, that's not possible, or I, I don't see that happening, <laughs> or whatever." I don't know. People being, you know, yeah, optimistic about whatever mm-hmm. thought you have. Or, or a project you want to create and you still find a way like to make it happen and, and maybe not with them, but you still make it happen and have the outcome you wanted. Okay, so meaning that if one person says no, you're gonna go to, you know, let's say you're looking for like an investment from an investor, right? You would go from one investor to the next one to the next one until somebody says yes to you, right? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, like the numbers game, like sales, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. Right? Yeah, everything okay. is everything is sale related with you, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it is. I'm over here trying to talk about life, and I'm bringing it right back. No, I like the investment part because um, you know, I have a nonprofit in the making. Um, and you know, Gem and Me is a business of you know that I'm creating, and the podcast and everything else is coming. So, it's a it's a good example. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I'm actually uh, creating a nonprofit myself with my accountant. Um, I'm going to create it because um, I want to raise money, you know, for certain causes. Um, and I, I, I want to, you know, get boots on the ground, you know, kind of, you know, in it dirty and just put my hands on it and really like make a change and not just donate, you know, not just donate to other people to have them do that, you know, um, but Yes, yeah, so so I'm actually gonna do it, um, and um, and I'm also gonna do it because uh, I just found out that you know how you tithe for church, right? You know, ten percent, you know, whatever. I give a little bit more, um, but pretty much um, the IRS only gives you uh, a tax write-off uh, up until thirteen thousand dollars a year, right? And I was like, oh wow, okay. Um, so what happens after the 13,000, the, the IRS doesn't, you don't get a tax benefit on that. So, you know, I was told that if you create a nonprofit and pretty much use the nonprofit funds, the funds that you put in there, uh, to, you know, like fund churches and stuff like that, um, you know, they'll, they'll, you know, you'll get a tax write-off for, for whatever millions of dollars. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so that that's that's one of my motivations to creating um, a nonprofit as well, you know. So, okay, yeah. but um, yeah, yeah. So so I might need to you know go to you to learn a little bit more about that, you know. Yeah, I have a friend that's actually she has a nonprofit. She created it herself. Um, so I'm learning from her, so I can you know pass on the tips and tricks about creating a nonprofit. Awesome, awesome. You know, I thought it was as simple as just telling your accountant. Yeah, I know. Like, no? <laughs> it's a very oh. lengthy. I have another friend. She's creating a nonprofit and she has like 5,000 plus in attorney fees right now. And she's not even near done. Um, and it's expensive. It takes time and it's to, expensive. To create a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. I see. I see. Okay. Yeah. 
All right. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna talk to him. I emailed him today, actually. <laughs> like actually a few like last week, but I emailed him again today. He told me to call him um so that I can, you know, learn what the process is like and, and then eventually start it. So hopefully I can start that up. I want to help a lot of people in DR. You know, that's that's a real motivation that I have. Uh, just to go out there and really pour my heart, you know, for people uh, and just really help, you know, things change. I really want to, I want to make a change over there, you know, specifically in this town called Oh Now. <laughs> yeah, yes. I want to clean up Oh Now, you know. That's so, awesome. Best of luck in yeah. that, my blessings. Yeah, 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 definitely. Thank you. But also, yo, it was great talking to you. I love the thank you, you know, thank you for the questions by the way never yeah well, probably course. one person my other uh faith mentor um asked me questions when we recorded but nobody has actually asked me questions so it's good that you did thank you nice okay that's good yeah yeah i had more questions but you know time's running out okay but we'll leave that for the <laughs> we'll next do one. a part two <laughs> I was actually gonna, you know, um, ask, you know, hopefully, you know, if this went well, you can reinvite me. Yeah, you know, you're, you're invited to them and me anytime. Just let me know. Okay. Thank you so much Sounds for being good. here. I know your schedule is super busy and you have tons of things to do. So thank you for taking some time of your day to be here. Awesome. I got you anytime. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I am so grateful that you're here listening to my podcast, Gem and Me. Um, I hope that you continue to share, continue to listen on on very important topics that I discuss in my growth and journey to what is called life. Um, I hope that you're able to learn and explore different values and things that you have within you. Um, I really hope to serve as a, as a support system and a community to those who need that inspiration in that community because I know that I needed this, you know, um, I still do, um, but like growing up, I felt like I needed something where I can, you know, see the examples and have a support system. So I hope to serve as such. Thank you for listening and have a great one.